welcome to episode 73 of the Lebanese Physicians uh, Podcast. And today we will be discussing the challenges of visually impaired people in uh, Lebanon, specifically of children and adults. And our guest today is uh, Yara Kubrisi. Yara, actually, she will tell us more about her in a bit, but she was diagnosed with a degenerative eye disease uh, known as retinitis pigmentosa at the age of uh, eight. With that, she was able to uh, continue her studies and she graduated from University of Belamend with a Bachelor of Art in Education and an MA in Education and Curriculum uh, Management. Yara, you will tell us more about your progress and uh, what you've done since graduation and even before graduation. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Khalil. It's my pleasure to be with you in this podcast. So what you've said is uh, all true. Uh, after graduating uh, from Belamand and uh, working on uh, my thesis, uh, which I have uh, published later on, uh, I worked in uh, many non-governmental organization, uh, organizations. I started as uh, a volunteer. I used to uh, teach English to students who had uh, visual impairments. And then I started working more and more on uh, life skills training, on engaging uh, students with visual impairment in uh, different social activities. So it was more on the social side rather than on the education side. And then I started working with another organization, but uh, it dealt with the refugees and so on. So it wasn't uh, related as much to disabilities. But I'm currently working with uh, an organization known as the Sharik. It has another branch, like under Sharik, there is ProAbled and the MC Social Catering. So I am now working with ProAbled. And we actually work a lot with uh, persons with disabilities. We uh, train them uh, to uh, get employed in uh, companies. And at the same time, we train these companies to accept and include people with disabilities in their team. So we try to work with both sides on uh, better uh, adapting. So how was it when you were diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa back when you were eight? Because I'm sure you were at school at that time. And how were you able to navigate through uh, school until you reached uh, university? Uh, so I actually had no idea that something was wrong. Uh, my parents, my sister used to tell me that I, I have a certain condition and so on. But uh, I did not actually sense it until I was 17 years old when I uh, was um, uh, preparing uh, to start university. So I was writing my TOEFL exam and I couldn't see anything on the paper. And this was a shock to me. It really uh, affected me. But then I said to myself, it's either I'm going to give up and not move on with my life, or I'm going to try to overcome uh, all the challenges and uh, try to do something about it. So before I was diagnosed with the RP, I had in mind, you know, like to open my own business. I was uh, in a totally uh, different 
كثير هيك بجو ثاني بس when when I got diagnosed هيك I started thinking more about people with disabilities what can I do to help how do they live what do they do how do they overcome the challenges so هيك I started getting more interested in this field and this is why I changed my major from business to education I focused all my projects my papers everything on students with disabilities Years. And then throughout my master's, I also focused a lot. Uh, يعني my projects were very uh, focused on um, how to include students with disabilities in uh, mainstream schooling systems. And I actually worked with a school that was an inclusive school. So I went over the whole process with them. And it was amazing. Like you were able to see how mainstream schools in Lebanon are able to include totally blind students or low vision students in their system just with a little bit more effort from, of course, non-governmental organizations that train the staff and employ special educators, they call them, in these, um, in these schools to make the process easier and smoother. So, so basically, that, that's a good thing you touched on, because in Lebanon, there's obviously public schools and there's private schools, but most people try to put their kids in private schools at this point because they feel the public schools are not, do not have the adequate funding to provide a good education for their, for their kids. So basically, how is, because I'm, I'm sure there's the Ministry of Education and, and funding for these projects. So how does the Ministry of Education deal with this? And are private and public schools supported in providing special education to people with visual impairment? Uh, so to my knowledge, non-governmental organizations are the ones working on this matter. So let's start with, with them first. So they are working with public and uh, private schools. They train staff members to become special educators in these schools. So they type the books in Braille for the visually impaired students. They enlarge the print for visually impaired students. They try to facilitate the learning process in both public and uh, private schools. And my um, thesis was actually in a private school. On the other hand, the government works more with specialized schools, which is the opposite of mainstream schools. So what they do is it's a boarding school that only uh, accepts students who are either blind or deaf. And they sleep there, they learn there, and they divide the curriculum for them. So let's say in mainstream schools, you complete uh, grade one in one year. When, when you go to the specialized schools, you... A complete grade one in two different years. So they basically divide the curriculum, they put them in a class alone, they sleep there, and then after they graduate, they actually tell them to work in um, a factory, and you know, like handmade stuff there. So it's a totally different approach. You either have this side or this side. Right. So, so basically, it's more of a special education for visually impaired and, and let's say, deaf kids. But then they steer yes. towards a certain profession and not necessarily to all professions, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so usually, the students who graduate from mainstream schooling systems, 
they also go to uh, mainstream universities and I've seen a lot of these cases. So it's a different approach. Uh, some of the students in specialized schools might go to mainstream universities, but it's more common uh, for mainstream students who went to like mainstream schools to go to mainstream universities. So basically right now, let's say there's a visually impaired kid at this point and they want to enter a mainstream school. Is it easy for them to to find one and get accepted to it or uh, is it hard to do that? Uh, because probably there's a limited number of schools who are doing this at this point, right? Yes, of course. There is a non-governmental organization uh, known as the Youth Association of the Blind, YAB. They work on this. They work on uh, facilitating the education process, but they are not found, as you've mentioned, in each and every school. So if the school uh, is not prepared for this, the parents either have to employ a shadow teacher to work with the school and to support the kid at school, or uh, they're going to have to go to one of the schools that YAB works with that is well prepared and enroll their uh, kids there. That's why, because I think in Lebanon, you cannot, like the kids are always tested before they go to private school and private schools can make a decision whether or not to admit your kid. So what, what, what do you think? Do you think there is, like, do people feel there is discrimination against kids with visual impairment or disabilities at schools in Lebanon? Or are things changing over time? I think for kids, like they wouldn't understand the perspective at first. But I think later on, there will be um, discrimination until they grow a bit older, they become more mature, you know, to understand. And since the numbers are very low, like, for example, in my university, I was one of the first people to enter with a visual impairment and the university was not prepared for this. So I had to wake, uh, work with my professors on uh, enlarging the um, text size. On uh, they, uh, I used to um, write my exams privately, either on the laptop or someone used to write for me because at the end of uh, university, I couldn't even read or write on a paper. So there will be uh, some uh, kind of discrimination, but as the kids get to know other, uh, uh, these kids and as they get more mature, I think things will get better. Because for me now, I can feel some discrimination, of course, but it's much, much less uh, than before for me. We talked about NGOs uh, on the ground trying to help with this. So what are some of the main NGOs on the ground? And then if you can tell us a bit about your work with the current NGO you're working with. As you know, Lebanon has a lot of NGOs working on ground in different fields. We have many NGOs, but the ones I have worked with or I uh, am familiar with is the Muntada. It was founded by uh, Dr. Nawaf Kabara. He works in Tripoli. He helps many uh, people with disabilities to learn skills. Uh, he supports them uh, with providing them with uh, wheelchairs and he helps a lot of people in the area. Uh, there is the Youth, Youth Association of the Blind, which I have mentioned before. They work a lot on uh, education and inclusive education. There is Sharik. They work on uh, employment of uh, people with disabilities. 
So um, these are basically the three main organizations that I am well familiar with what they do, but I am sure there are many more working on amazing things as well. After the students graduate from university, is it easy to get employment? And how do people go about doing that? Um, of course, it's not easy. It's uh, very hard for all Lebanese and uh, specifically for people with disabilities and people with uh, visual impairment. I'm going to talk about people with visual impairment. So for us, for example, uh, for me, I can't read anything on the phone. So I use a software called VoiceOver and it reads everything on the phone for me. I also use VoiceOver on my MacBook. It reads all my emails. It uh, helps me do my research. And I acquired these skills when I traveled abroad to continue my uh, education. Organizations are responsible for teaching uh, individuals who are visually impaired uh, these skills. They are responsible for uh, teaching them how to use a cane, how to navigate around um, a university uh, campus. In Lebanon, this is not uh, really what happens. So it's based on you and how much you want to learn. You try to maybe learn it on your own. Some NGOs can um, offer you some help, but basically you need to do it mostly on your own. And this is what maybe is challenging for both companies because most of the companies are not prepared to include uh, people with disabilities. And on the other hand, many of the individuals with disabilities are also uh, not uh, prepared to enter the workplace and gain all the different skills that they need to become independent in the workplace. So are there laws to protect people? Let's say if somebody with a disability feels that they've been discriminated against in, let's say, getting or being selected for a job, uh, if they go and, and sue the company, are there laws to protect them uh, because they've been discriminated against they have not been treated equally compared to other uh, applicants? Uh, of course, there are laws, but I think it's just on paper. I don't think that they're taking it as serious as they should take it. The other thing that I see also in Lebanon when you compare it, let's say, to Canada or the U.S. or some of the other countries is there's no, let's say, you go to a hotel or you go to a restaurant or you go to the beach. Uh, there's not always places, for example, for wheelchairs to go through or, or for people with disabilities to be able to access some of these places. Yes. Are there any NGOs working on this or is there a push to uh, make this more mainstream? Yes, of course. Uh, you mean the universal design. Uh, right. All places should be accessible for uh, individuals uh, with disabilities. Many organizations are working on this, including uh, Sharik. So they are consultants even for uh, companies or for any entity that would like to implement this universal design. And we can see it in many different places uh, in Lebanon. They're actually working on it. Even like governmental entities, municipalities are working on it, but it definitely needs uh, more work. Because I, I see it now as more of an individual thing where you go to a place, they do have it, other places don't have it. So my next question for you is, you've worked with multiple non-governmental organizations through the years. 
to help people with disabilities or to advocate uh, for people with disabilities. And currently, you're a public speaker uh, on the topic. Can you tell us about some of the work you've done and the, some of the future work that you are planning to do while you're uh, in Lebanon at this time? So I've worked a lot in training teachers who are going to be in these inclusive uh, schools that uh, I've mentioned before. I've trained a lot of students with visual impairment on different life skills. I trained a lot of staff members, even in managerial positions, to work with individuals who are disabled and who are visually impaired throughout the many years. And uh, I was a public speaker in many different events in many different universities, in LIU, in Balamant, AUB, and many others, and with many other organizations. And I like to talk about this because I feel that most people might feel awkward when they're around people with disabilities. What should we do now? How should we act? What, you know, like what, what is right? What is wrong? So I like to tell uh, people that we are um, normal people just like you, but we have a certain disability that we can overcome. And with your help, with having an inclusive society, it's much, much easier to overcome the challenges. So for me, and thank God, uh, I have a very supportive family, a very supportive husband, you know, a very, very supportive community in general, very supportive friends. I feel that I can be involved in anything whenever I want. Of course, there are struggles, but I mean, I try my best and the people around me try their best and we try to overcome all the challenges together so this is why I love to speak about it publicly in Lebanon and I always tell whoever is listening to me ask me whatever you want about anything you want because I want you to understand how we are so that we can all perfectly fit together in this society right and, and how do you feel the response has been over over the years do you feel people are more understanding it depends. So you have both cases, but I feel when they see a strong a person who is knowledgeable, who believes in themselves, who has achieved a lot, or who believes that they can achieve a lot, they would believe more in this person. I believe that it's how much the person believes in himself, like this reflects on everything else. And this is what makes the people believe in you and accept you and include you in this society. Okay. And as I have mentioned, like the struggles are a lot, the challenges are a lot, but we need to find ways to overcome them in order to be better included. You were one of the first ones to enter Balamand University with a visual impairment. Do you have an idea or is there data on the, like, the number of visually impaired students now at some of the major Lebanese universities? No, I don't have the data, but for Balamand, I know that two students, or maybe more, but I know of two, have entered the university after me, and uh, it was a very pleasant uh, experience for them. Even for me, and it was a very welcoming community, loving community. I had a lot, and I faced a lot of challenges, but in, gen in general, uh, I feel it was a very smooth journey with uh, with them. Yeah, I think also in, in Lebanon, I think things tend to, I mean, as as you can see, like it's always, there's always 
turmoil and something happening. So people are very adaptable. So I feel even if there's not like a major plan in place, people can adapt uh, very easily to different things and are able to make it work, whatever happens. Yes, exactly. And people here, here are also caring and loving. And I feel these traits help individuals who need some support. Can you tell us a bit about your current work with your current NGO and with ProAble? I am now a consultant and trainer with Sharik with ProAble, and it has been an amazing journey. So I basically work with them on making their website, all their material accessible for individuals with visual impairment. Because I, as I have mentioned before, we always need to use speech software on whatever device we are using. So it's very important for all material to be accessible for us. And on the other hand, I work with them on training staff members and companies on how to include persons with disabilities into their workforce. It's been amazing. The impact on the individuals is amazing. We train companies in Lebanon and uh, internationally. And the impact is really, really like so exciting to see that people are now getting to know what disability is more. They are accepting it more and more. So it's been rewarding. You are doing this and working with individuals. Are you also working with bigger companies in Lebanon, let's say, to update their websites to make them accessible to visually impaired people? Me personally, no. No, I'm not working on this. I haven't uh, been approached by companies, but I would love it. Because, you know, feeling independent is the most important feeling in the world for me. So it's very important for me to be able to navigate through a website, uh, to be able to buy whatever I want, whenever I want, without any assistance. And there are many visually impaired individuals in Lebanon. So it would be great for, for all these uh, websites and different platforms to be accessible for us to be able to use them. And is there work with the Lebanese government? Because I imagine that if big-scale projects probably need to be done or be federally, what we call, I mean, here in the U.S. called federally funded, but maybe at least government funded or government supported to make them large scale. Is there, is there any work with the Lebanese government or any contact with them? I personally have no idea about this topic. I've had an encounter previously with the Lebanese government, uh, and it wasn't a nice encounter. So I haven't been working with them or, uh, or being updated with whatever they have. But I have no idea about it. Yeah, because my question was all sort of like, do the NGOs try to lobby the Lebanese government to pass laws or... Uh, or Of course. Yeah. Of course. In my previous work, we used to meet with them a lot and propose to them many, many, many different ideas, many different programs. But, um, and I'm speaking to you like many, many years ago, let's say around seven years ago. Uh, But since then, uh, I haven't been in contact or involved with any governmental entity. Got it, got it. But but so as far as you know, it looks like there's not been any new laws that have been passed uh, over the past five or seven years, right? I don't think so. I know that laws exist, but I'm not sure what they're doing about these laws. (laughs) So a couple more questions for me is, 
how do you think i mean you've you've grown you've had you've had a visual impairment since you were eight or it's been progressing over time but how do you think lebanon was that time and how do you think do you think things are moving in the right direction at this point uh, or do you think things are have moved forward they moved backward or where do you think lebanon is on the spectrum i guess of being accommodative of people with disabilities i think it's moving forward because when i was younger you never uh, used to hear about different cases but now people are more comfortable with themselves ngos are more involved you can see different people with disabilities in in companies in schools they're not as much but they do exist for example inclusive schools like i haven't seen this 20 years ago now you can see inclusive schools you can see like mainstream uh, schooling systems i think it's better it's way better than before and many people are putting a lot of effort into this field yeah and probably it's part i mean part people like you potentially doing a lot of the work that has pushed things forward uh, saying that so what are, what are your future plans your your line of work is in the field right now and what are your future plans and future endeavors to improve things oh my god like i have so many dreams <laughs> that i would like to fulfill and work on in lebanon because really like uh, lebanon is very close to all our hearts when i wanted to work on my uh, phd my dream was to have special needs department in each and every university uh, this is something very very important and to have them in schools as well because this will facilitate the learning process for the school or the university itself and for the student who has a visual impairment or any other disability this is something i would really like to work on and uh, if i didn't have the chance to work on i would love to see it happening in Lebanon i would love seeing many different places accessible uh, for individuals uh, with visual impairment or with any other disabilities like i would like to see them shopping on their own uh, using uh, public transportation on their own this is very important again i like to highlight that being independent is the most important thing for any person and especially for a person who has a certain disability i would li- also like to see us in different uh, companies in different positions in the government you know like i would like pwds to yani be more involved isabtu halon like isabtu odoraton and i would like to see other people accepting them more and more because they can be very powerful and important individuals in our society yeah and yara i mean yara you're a, you're a great example i think i mean you were able to go through college you were on the verge of getting your phd uh, and you've used you've actually transformed your life instead of like being a business you've you've changed your life you've done uh, the thing that you're passionate about and you're trying to improve the lives of other people and on top of that you're also as we talked offline i think you're you're married your husband is works abroad comes back and forth and you've got kids too right and so you've been yes. able to to juggle your work your kids and your husband and be able to live independently with your visual impairment exactly with very limited vision and this is all because 
I was raised and I was supported to uh, believe in my abilities. Like for me, I take total responsibility of most of the things happening in my life when uh, my husband is abroad. And, you know, having kids is not easy. You need to be involved in society. You need to do many things that involve other people who might not have uh, disabilities. Um, so for me, like whenever uh, I want to introduce myself, uh, the first thing I let them know is that I have a visual impairment for them not to feel awkward and for me to feel more comfortable with them because when people uh, who surround you know about the case, it's much easier for you. You don't feel that you have to act in a certain way. You can be yourself and this is the most important thing. Finally, what's, what's your advice to people who are recently diagnosed with visual impairment or have visual impairment in Lebanon currently? I just want them to know that it is going to be so, so, so hard at the beginning, but no one is going to support you as much as you support yourself also at the beginning. So you need to believe in yourself, believe in your abilities, and believe that you can overcome these challenges. It's going to be hard, but you can do it and try to get out of it and then try to explain to the people in your community what is this disability how you would like them to interact to react with you i think this is the most important thing because once you believe in yourself once you're comfortable with your uh, community and with the people uh, in your society i i believe that you can achieve anything you want and it's very important like regardless of all the challenges you're going to face in school and university it's very important to get an education thank you thank you Yara for being on the on the podcast and thank you for shedding light on people with visual impairment in Lebanon and for shedding light also on all the work that's being done by the different non-governmental organizations in the country including the NGO you are working with uh, currently, Al Sharik, right? Proable. Yes, Sharik uh, NGO. Yes, exactly, and and multiple others that I think we we discussed who are doing tremendous work uh, in a difficult situation. Uh, but uh, thanks to your work, hopefully things will continue to improve. Thank you so much, Khalil, and Anjad. Allah awiq. It's amazing the work you are doing, and I'm sure it has a huge impact on uh, all the people who are watching these podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.